and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today, we are starting our second trip down Fear Street with Fear Street 201. We have our We have our drinks poured and our fierceness intact as we go into 2021. Let's hope it stays that way. Knock on wood, all those things, cross your fingers, cross your toes. But yeah, for those of you that are just now joining us on our second season, uh, we're going to start with just a quick little introduction to who we are, our history together, and where this podcast has started. So I'll start. My name is Trent. I currently live in, in Arkansas, um, the glorious, amazing, beautiful state of Arkansas. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, that was very sarcastic, but um, it is a beautiful <laughs> state. I will say that, but it's very frustrating most of the time. Um, but Sheree, you introduce yourself quickly. I'm Sheree. I am living in Indiana, um, Bloomington, Indiana, which is a choice. I made that choice and yeah. Um, yeah, so we both met in college, um, undergrad, and um, studying the theater degrees. Yeah, so we met there and then became friends and then moved away, as you do when you graduate and you go do your things. I am currently um, teaching theater at um, a company called Independent Living Services. We serve adults living with developmental disabilities, so I teach them theater, though COVID has kind of switched that up a little bit recently. So it's just been adapt, adapt, adapt. <laughs> um, but Shrey, tell them about your journey after college. Um, I, so many horror movies after college that I was in. Long and short of it, I am here and I am faculty and I get to teach intersectional new works, which is something that's sorely lacking in theater departments across America as we like to live in the canon. Uh, I don't know who's listening to this. If you also do the theater, you don't need Shakespeare and you do not need Ibsen. You can listen, watch, support a living playwright and you'll be fine and for the better. I also do other things because I am also a living playwright. Um, you do everything. You are, you're, <laughs> she is in fact living for now <laughs> in Indiana. So for now. <laughs> um, I do too many things. Uh, yeah, which is one of my news resolutions is to do less. It's the one I think I'm going to make. There you go. That's a good one to keep. So the way how this whole podcast got started, Sheree and I, I think we were just like randomly drinking and Zooming together mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a pandemic and you can't go anywhere or do anything or see anybody. So uh, it's on a computer screen. And we were talking just about horror movies. And we've, we've, all, we've known that we're both horror fans since we've met each other. It's mm-hmm. one of the things that I think was one of our original, like, hooks <laughs> drink and watch what you did there <laughs> do you know what i did there oh. i knew last summer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we were talking to you and we're like this is so much fun let's let's think about like expanding this conversation to more people that um love horror love being spooky and getting spooked and um and the fun that that brings, but often their voices aren't listened to by mainstream horror fans and filmmakers and producers and all those things. So let's start having conversations about that and conversations about films that you know may have fallen, on, fallen under the radar that were created by those people. So 
that is why we began this podcast. Yes. It's also just therapeutic. <laughs> it's also just therapeutic to talk about this genre that we do love. And we are not usually welcome to these conventions and Facebook groups. And even in the movies, like I've said it bajillions of times, I will continue saying it. We will never see a fat black femme in a horror movie as a lead. Um, just will never happen. You just have to write it, Sheree. I got to write everything apparently because I've seen some shit this break. And I'm just like, are we still doing this in the year of 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Fair points. But yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Season one, if you haven't listened to it, go back, take it out, you know, hit pause real quick or you keep going. It's not like it's chronological, but um, go back. <laughs> we do sort of build and reference stuff. It's, it's weirdly enough. We'll do callbacks to shit. I forgot we watched until we're talking about it again. And I'm like, oh no, we can't give him two episodes. This is <laughs> this is a movie that we just didn't like. And now we're talking about the other movie that we didn't like because we connected some dots. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so go back, take a listen to it. We had a lot of fun. Tons of guests. We're going to have tons of new guests on this <laughs> season. Um, we asked you all to let us know if you wanted to be on the podcast and boy, did you let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we will be uh, getting some new people, new voices up in here and talking about horror and we're really excited. So, yeah. Yeah. We've kind of already talked about what the podcast is, but one thing that I do want to discuss really quick is the community that we've been able to create. You know, I've met people through doing this podcast on online and social media and all that stuff that I'm really glad that, that they're now in my life and I get to hear all of their perspectives and stories. And, and, we, and we really started to create a positive community of horror fans that may or may not be theater artists. You don't have to be, some are musicians, some are just people. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we, we really enjoyed um, doing that this season and hope to continue to grow that. You know, tell your mom, your dad, your friend, your granny, if they like horror, tell, tell them to check us out. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like especially in this super internet-filled world of trolls, it's hard for the rest of us to ever get like a moment to be like, here is my thought without somebody yelling at you about how you don't know what you're thinking because you're not cis, straight, hetero, white man. Um, right. And so I, I really love that. And I really love that most of our guests have also been anti that because that's not who we are. So why should our guests be a bunch of chat? Because right. if you've listened to our pre previous podcast, we don't always agree and that's fine. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't have to always agree. Um, we ended and, last season fighting. <laughs> we weren't fighting. I mostly agreed with what you said. I just still enjoyed the movie. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a fine Sophia. I'm upset with her. <laughs> with my computer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it's like, it, like, I don't understand people who get so caught up in, like, if you don't agree with me about this opinion about a, a music artist or a movie or a play, then you're stupid or you don't know what you're talking about or, what different people like different things and that's okay mm -hmm. 
I feel like a lot of that same pool of trolls are just people who are not used to being challenged because they were raised to think that they are the center of the universe and the world lets them fall upwards. And so disagreeing with them triggers something deep down that creates a monster, um, which is and, why they have to, yeah. And there's also that whole, like the other side of that, that you have to be able to say, I liked this movie or I liked this whatever, but listen to other people's criticisms and not, and still be like, that's true. I still liked it, but I'm not, you know, I disagree with that point or whatever, you know, don't put people down for agreeing with you or disagreeing with you. Because if you listen to our um, Stanley Kubrick episode and you're, uh, you will be, uh, you'll disagree. <laughs> All we did was state the facts. <laughs> what you do with that information is up to you. All we did was state the facts. Stanley Kubrick was an asshole. In this essay, we did explain and elaborate. <laughs> it's still doing really well. Yeah, and as we move in, <laughs> but as we move into 2021, I just want more of that positive energy so that we can all grow together and learn and have fun. Because if, if you're if you're one of those people that like hates people to criticize your favorite thing or criticize, you're not having fun. Like that's not fun. No. I mean, maybe it is for some no. people. It's not for me. I don't like fighting. I'm good at it because I'm a Gemini. But if people would stop fighting with me, I would also be fine. Um, That won't happen because I won't leave the internet or Bloomington for a while. But <laughs> I I would love a calm couple of weeks where it's just like peace. On earth. Goodwill to men. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> some men. <laughs> Not all, anyway. Not all men trip. Not all men. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Sheree, tell us some of the highlights of things that you've been watching over the the break from us recording this podcast. Oh. Any um, favorites or <laughs> I So I finally saw and live tweeted the original Black Christmas, which I did love. It's creepy as fuck a couple problems but also <laughs> it's an older movie so I expected it to be much worse than it was and I the let it go movie, the end of that movie is so creepy to me I I loved it because I was like if this is the ending that they just gave me I'm gonna be real fucking pissed and they were like maybe but probably not and I was like this I can live with <laughs> no spoilers but yes that was yeah. very creepy I'm a ruiner for myself because I figure shit out because I've watched so much TV and movies. You've been there with me when I'm like, oh, this is what's about to happen. And you're like, this is a new movie. You don't know. And then M. Night Shyamalan does that. And I'm like, I always know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Oh, my God. I also I Swallow, which is this random movie I didn't know came out last year. Um, it's very quietly chaotic body horror that's self-inflicted it's it's weird i don't know if it should count as a horror movie but i counted it because a lot of the horror movies i saw from last year were awful um so i'm gonna die on that heel because i've i've seen a lot of bad things trying to catch up on last year's horror movies gotcha gotcha what you've um, been watching so for me the biggest because i've been trying to knowing that we're about to prep up to be watching a ton more horror movies in the next few months I've kind of taken a little horror hiatus for a little bit, but the only the one thing I have been following and watching slash also listening to the audiobook is Stephen King's The Stand. 
So I've been watching the new CBS All Access series of it while also, because I've never read the book, just like The Shining. So I'm trying to like do that as well. But that did, that damn thing, it's the audiobook <laughs> is 45 hours. 45 hours. <laughs> My truth about The Stand is I, I, I've admitted it on this podcast. I was a Stephen King fanatic as a child. So I have three different versions of The Stand because every few years, Stephen would be like, here's some more stuff I didn't add last time. And so I have one that's thicker than most Bibles. Like, let's <laughs> <laughs> leave this one. Yeah. So, but, so, and it's really interesting to see the difference. And I've, I've also seen the original miniseries from the 90s. That was yeah, 90s. which at the time was fun, but now it's like, ooh, <laughs> a yeah. couple places. Also, Molly Ringwald, uh, I just can't. Um. <laughs> they wanted her to be a lead after the 80s so bad. And oh. she was like, I just want to go home. Well, okay, there's, there's a couple things. Of course, you go in, you know, the Stephen King issues, the mm-hmm. N-word thrown around left and right. Uh, so many magic Negroes. So many. So many. Even in this one, uh, you got Mother Abigail. Um, which, but what's interesting about her is you don't even meet her until I'm just I'm at the chapter right now where you finally like you get her story, and it's like chapter thirty-five or something, thirty-six. Yeah. So it's like way into the into the book. Um, Stephen buries those leads. <laughs> yeah. He's but like the curtains. <laughs> Right. So, and this, I, I am enjoying. There's a lot of characters that in the original miniseries were cut, like um, Larry. Uh, uh, what well, I can't think of his last name, but his tra- first travel partner, partner Rita. Uh, oh yeah, kills herself. Spoiler alert. Sorry, um, but the Stephen knows like women. They know that. Like, if you a woman in a Stephen King, right? You ain't gonna be on the last page. Odds are. So. We're gonna have to put spoiler alert for Stephen King's stand because I have thoughts. Because like, okay, I'm taught he only gives one female character any kind of like positive and that uh, positive that isn't like sexual with yep. Franny. Franny's the only female character. Well, there's other there's other like I'm talking about the main cast. Yeah, um, yeah. Fanny and Mother Abigail only ones not being sexualized. Um, right, and Franny's <laughs> pregnant the whole time, so you know <laughs> it was before the book started. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is kind of being sexualized by um what's her what's that little boy's name uh oh i forgot about him it's been so long i thought about rewatching the original miniseries just because i'm not gonna watch this new one <laughs> and i was like i don't have i don't i'm not gonna pay for things that i should be paid for when we covered on the podcast that's right. not a move <laughs> well anyways this little boy was an incel before incels were incels because like his whole thing is he's just mad because Freddie doesn't like him and she likes to blah blah blah, blah so i'm gonna kill people Anyway, the, the character I have the most issue with, or the female character I have the most issue with, let me say, is Miss Nadine Cross, who <laughs> in the original miniseries, you don't see the little boy that's with her, who I love. I love that character, Joe. Oh, or jo- Joe? Yeah, Joe. You love kids. That's another I, way we disagree. <laughs> I don't usually love kids, but this kid has got like a really cute kind of story arc happening where she like finds him. And like he's he doesn't speak, and then like he the first time he speaks is to say you're welcome to one to Larry. Anyways, but Nadine's character is literally like Eve in the garden. She's tempted, but she's like I don't oh, I don't know oh my god, and like eventually turns into it. But then she like like goes back on it. 
I just, I had the most issues with, out of the female characters, and the most issues out of Nadine Cross. Now that we just, in the, in the book that I'm listening to, we just met another female character that is not in the original miniseries. So I have no idea what her shtick is. I can't even think of her name right now. Swan, somebody Swan. Lucy Swan, I don't remember. Maybe it's it's been so long. Um, that was around the time I was like, does Stephen King not like women? Because like I said, I read a lot of Stephen King's and I, I clocked the magical brown people first. But after I was done getting over that, I was like, but also the women suffer here. So I'm kind of questioning what him and Tabitha are like as a couple. Right. The, okay. And the only, the one other thing I really want to bring up about the book, and then I'll talk about some of the things I do in the series that I, some of it I like. Some of it, no, I want to bring up two more things about the book. Number one, it's set in, in 1990 is when the majority of the main story is set. And they're still using the N-word that is not, it's not even the the, the more slangy N-word, you know what I'm about, the more slangy N-word that, we, that people use today. It's like the old school. And I'm like, I just don't feel like people were throwing, I don't know. It, feel, it feels weird to me to use that word. I, I used to live for the critics who would always talk about how Stephen King's dialogue is so natural and so true. And I like start reading the books. I read all of them, and it was like inward, 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 inward. This should be set in the fifties or like forties or I don't know. But that's just me. I sat through so many slave movies as a child because my mother's cracked, and I heard less racial slurs than I do in some Stephen Kings. And I was like Stephen. The, the one good thing I want to say about the story, I do like those of you who don't know. The Stand is Stephen King's adaptation of like the end of times, like the book of Revelations in the Bible. So it is slightly religious in tone and in like theme. But the people who make up the good guys aren't pious. You have Franny who got pregnant out of wedlock. You have uh, Larry who, before the plague happened, was like on all kinds of drugs and a musician and then you've got you know they're not perfect so many times when you get these like told by christian people they're like oh this godly man and these evil sinners and it's like that's not that's not the world people like this is the real world and you can be good and have a child out of wedlock you can be good and have a past where you abuse drugs you can be good and have a drink every once in a while like calm the fuck down um, so I really like that aspect. <laughs> I really like that aspect about the book. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of issues with words and all that and the use and the treatment of female characters. Now the series, this new series, it's one, I, it's not told linearly. Linearly, is that a word? <laughs> linear. <laughs> I know linear is a word, but like, it's not told in a linear way. Yeah. The story is not linear. Um, it's told a lot through flashbacks to when uh, on the journey. I don't like that as much. The original, the original is much more linear. It's like bloop, which I like that a little better because I think you're able to get more of an aspect of the characters. Whereas if you're jumping around in time, it's like, oh, I don't know if I like you anymore because I saw you. I just saw you do this, and now I'm seeing you do this. And so, yeah, I don't think that serves it very well. The writing is not good. I don't know who wrote the show. I mean, it's CBS All Access. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that, but they also have a Star Trek season on there that is impeccable. 
The writing isn't amazing. I don't the Star Trek. I don't. Yeah. Well, I do, and the, and the writing is very good, and the acting. They have like they have Anthony Rapp. They've got mm. uh, Wilson Cruz. They got lots of good people. Anyway, yeah. so I just think it's terrible writing. And the, but yeah. the one good thing I want to say about the series, in the book, another issue I have is the character of Larry, who is obviously a white man, and they continue. And he's a musician. He just had a hit record. And they continually talk about how he sounds black. He has the black sound. And the and da, 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 da. And the whole time I'm listening to that, I'm like, ooh, how do you, what? That's gross. In this new series, Larry is a black man. He's cast as a black man. So I think that's their way of kind of trying to smooth that over a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited to I'm excited to hear because I'm not gonna watch this. I'm excited to hear if Larry has a gruesome death or a sudden death because he's blacked out, as opposed to whatever might have happened to him in the original, which right. I don't want to ruin for people. Right, I'm not going to either. He they are changing the ending though. It's gonna be a new ending. Stephen King is writing a new ending for it. Stanley also changed the ending of The Shining, if you'll recall. Um <laughs> <laughs> Steven's a thing and unfortunately comes up a lot in horror because he's been doing it for so long. And unfortunately his stories are good, but just so fucking problematic. Um, <laughs> so fucking yeah. problematic. So there's my spiel about the 45 hour long <laughs> this day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it has been really interesting listening to that while this pandemic is going on. Okay. So there's a whole chapter where it just like, he tells random stories that's like, Mary Sue Edwards was in the store and she then went home and, and uh, infected all of her kids. And then their kids went to school and infected their whole classrooms. And then there, there's a stu- their uh, other student named Timmy Joe Bob Sue went home and infected his whole family. And then his mom, who's a nurse, went to her. It's like, it, it verbally shows what I wish I could cram into people's heads for this pandemic. <laughs> People just don't care. They're just like, I can't be bothered to wear a mask. That's fake news that all those thousands of hundreds of people have died. And it's just like, how do you, I, <laughs> denial, denial is something strong here. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, I, aside from that, I've watched a lot of crap. And so I don't, aside from those two movies, you would, I, I, was, I, I did talk. say goodbye to Sabrina, though, and that was hard. I did say goodbye to Sabrina. That's I, that I, so I won't talk about it too much. But yeah, I, I said goodbye, um, and then I'm on the search for more witchcraft on TV, which is hard. <laughs> so hard. Do we want to talk about our least favorite film we watched over the break? <laughs> I don't mind right off the bat. You go first, because I have lists on lists on lists. <laughs> okay, everyone, listen to me. Listen very closely. Because I saw this on Hulu. I'm, it might have been on HBO. I don't remember. But I was like, oh, this might be interesting. It kind of seems like an interesting concept for a horror film. And, you know, I'm, I, let's see what this is. Do not, everyone, unless you've already done it, and I'm very sorry if you have, do not watch The Bay. It was made in 2012. And it, it's like one of those mockumentary movies that's told about this event that they don't really tell you what it is until it starts to unravel in this main town and it like wipes out the entire population. It's terrible. 
the writing is bad, the acting is even worse. The concept is kind of interesting to have a horror mockumentary. I'm down for that, but it's just not good. Do not watch it. Do not waste the hour and a half that I wasted by watching it. I I wish I could just identify just one. I hated Better Watch Out. I hated Jack Frost. I I went down a horror movie list, or two of them actually, and I disagreed with both. <laughs> um, I oh my god, there were so many bad ones. I don't even know where to start and where to stop. Oh my god, what was the one everybody loved and I hate it? I actually couldn't finish *In the Apocalypse* because I don't like musicals as a rule, and I didn't know it was a musical because I don't research things before I go in. I'm just like, it's on the list. I'm gonna do it. And they broke out in a song and my mouth dropped open. And eventually I found my remote because I was like, you will not give me a horror comedy holiday musical on this list. Out of all the ways you've disrespected me tonight, you will not do this. <laughs> People love it though. I So maybe I'm just an asshole. I will never know because I'll never finish it. Oh. The only one that you didn't like that I completely disagree with you is Ready or Not. But I, will... I love Ready or Not. I mean, not Ready or Not. Uh, better watch it. <laughs> oh, it was awful. No, like one of oh. my friends also liked it and she was like, what do you not like about it? I'm like, the script and the acting, but I love the house. <laughs> uh, again, see people, we can disagree and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the 98% the, the of that list, I was like, would never watch, have seen it and it's terrible. Would never watch, would never watch. Oh, I like that one. Would never watch, would never watch. Oh, that's Gremlins, so it's a classic. Would never watch, would never watch. I kind of like that one. <laughs> I wanted to see Gremlins and I wanted to see Krampus because I have not seen either of those in forever. And at the time I was like, eh. but I don't know if because this list was so shitty, they would have like risen to the top and I'd have been like, yes, yes, Krampus, yes. Um, I love Krampus, but also I like kind of campy horror, funny that's more shtick than scary. That's that's right up my alley. A part of my issue with both lists is that they went for horror movies that were not scary. They were horror movies that they just like thought were cool, I guess. And I'm like, you if you can't be scary, don't say you're a scary movie. <laughs> I've come here to have nightmares. What are you gonna do for me? And a lot of them did not. Um, yeah, Jack Frost, oh my God. The fact that Shannon Elizabeth's first movie and she's killed by a snowman in the bathtub naked who basically like bumps her between the shower wall to death. And I was like, you let this happen in the 90s even? I watched that movie a long time ago, and I remember how terrible it is. I thought I knew how bad it was, and I was like, oh, I've never actually finished this. Oh, shit, this is going to be the year I do, because I'm one of those people, when I start something, I like to finish it, and unfortunately, I finished that list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone get ready, because Sheree is going to force me to do some stuff this season. That I do not, I mean, I'll tell you when we get there. I did not vote to do it. Sheree is making me do it. We'll talk about it when we get there. Choices. <laughs> Choices. All right. <laughs> so movies we'll never cover here and why. <laughs> I have a whole genre, so I'll start. I do not want to cover pointless body horror. I'm not a fan. Human centipede, two, three, one, whatever number. No. We'll never watch it. Don't want to watch it. No. Mm -mm. Uh Cabin fever. I could only handle like the first two, maybe. I like the first one. The second one was okay. And then past that, I'm like, meh. Yeah, there's two right off the bat. Human centipede, never. Saw, I could do, if we did like the first saw, I'd be down. But like past two, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You'll have to. 
I get really tired of covering things that were created by abusers because I feel like there's so many things out there that were not created by known abusers. Because I mean, like, I'm sure we scratch the surface <laughs> or wait a while, we'll find some CD people on a lot of things. But the fact that we can identify some abusers and they're still working bothers me. So we'll never cover Jeepers Creepers. I know it was good before shit went down, but shit went down. And so that's dead to us. Yeah, <laughs> the second one is so homoerotic. <laughs> it's very funny. Listen, you've got men peeing together with like right next to each other outside. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know, but we might, uh, we might, is the second one done by the same director? Hey, I don't know because like the franchise is a franchise. So I'm always like, ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get back to you, audience. But the yeah. first one, because I know he did that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, not going to do antebellum. Like, <laughs> we're not going to do slave narratives in our horror genre, especially <laughs> in I mean, the stage. Right. Especially, I mean, it, it, we already know slavery was horrific. Well, at least, I mean, we do. Some people in this country don't, clearly. But cool. <laughs> <other than> that. <laughs> that's a whole horror movie in and of itself. Let's see. What other movies will I never cover? I will not be doing Leprechaun in the hood or in space, just so we're all clear. They didn't want it in space. They did, because he was like, well, I've been to the hood. Where else can I go? And I was like, no, 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 no. God. I think I watched in the, in the Hood like as a teenager a long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. I, so I make probably it that blocked part. it out. I think I watched the first two, and I heard about that one. It was like, that just feels racist. And as a child, I said, no. <laughs> Nothing good comes from like white people going into the hood in a horror movie. That just... It's never ended well. <laughs> Truly. I mean, we could, I could just keep going down the body horror. I don't really want to do Hostel. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Hostel is probably... I would do Saw before I would do Hostel. I won't even... I could do a whole podcast on why I refused to watch Hostel again and why I'm glad I had stopped when I did. Right. I just... That's when I was like, all horror movies are not created equal. Stop right. giving Brad Boys well, money. And I, and I want to make sure that I clarify this. I'm not against gore. Gore doesn't bother me. I, you know, I'm not like anti-gore. I'm anti-gore when it's just for gore's sake. Does that make sense? Like, if it's just gross to be gross. Yeah. There's, There's no real point to it. There's no real anything, you know. And I'm also here for horror films with very little gore. I think you can totally do that. There's films that have done that successfully, in my opinion. Yeah. No, some of our favorite movies have, like, almost no blood. And the kills are still creative. It can be done. Right. Ooh, another movie I will not do, which I just found out about like last month because I was doing those Christmas movies and somebody was like, stay away from this one. Red Christmas, which is a Christmas horror movie that is also anti-choice. So we will not be doing that on this podcast. Let me tell you that right now. Give me that. And I was like, well, one, it just looks terrible to begin with. But uh... Totally. No, like Amazon is like, you were watching bad Christmas movies. Don't you want this? Like, that's not what I want, in fact. You keep your anti-choice propaganda away from me and my ovaries. <laughs> so, yeah. See what else? Oh, one another kind of movie that I refuse I refuse to watch for myself, and I don't even know that I would consider it horror because it's not even. I mean, it's scary, but it those like snuff films where it's like people oh. actually dying. I'm not into that. I don't. No. I'm not. I don't understand people who want to watch that. That's one thing we will never do. No. <laughs> I want actors who are fake dying. That's more fun. That's more fun. That's what I that's what I would like as well. Yeah, I want all the actors to be safe and healthy 
and not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're also just never going to do anything that's like blatantly racist, homophobic, or sexist, because that seems to be the angle for a lot of movies. And so, like, when y'all are, like, throwing us suggestions, make sure you're not just, like, in this one, <laughs> it's called How I Killed All the Black People in Town. Don't give me that. I'll block you. <laughs> so, but we're not looking for those specifically. I mean, we run into these tropes, so we call them out as we see them. But we're not out here actually looking for it to be, like, let's harm a bunch of gay Black people over here. Let's harm a bunch of, like, <laughs> women over here. Um, that's not what I want. But something else I will never do. It's a, there, there's not, I mean, I feel like most of mine that I will never do are pretty like agreeable. Like, you know, there are movies that like, yeah. okay, yeah, you don't have to do those. <laughs> I'm I not saying like, like I will never do Alien. <laughs> that would- <laughs> no, I feel like nothing we've listed is anybody's like diehard favorite. And they're going to be like, how dare you not do Right. <laughs> Red right. Christmas Leprechaun double feature. Why won't you give me these things? Um, and if that person is out there and they're listening, I'd like them to identify themselves. I don't need to talk to them about it, but I'd like to know that they're out there. Right. You mean you're not doing a human centipede marathon? Right. Yeah. Can't listen to this. <laughs> they don't know quality. Like, okay, we're back with Human Centipede 2. It's the same storyline and the same. Through and through. And it's just gross. Okay, thanks. Bye. There, we did it. We covered it. The person we went to school with that I just blocked last month was the one who suggested I watch Human Centipede and I never did. And I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> I refused. I've never watched it. We'll never watch it. it. There is nothing There's nothing about that that sounds fun, that sounds appealing, that sounds anything. Not enough wine in this earth. <laughs> not nearly enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm fairly agreeable for the most part. We're not too picky. No. If anything, I would say the list of movies we want to do but have not found the right guests for is longer. Because, I mean, we are covering intersectional horror, so it makes sense that we would want to avoid talking about (laughs) movies that are, like, groundbreaking um, for cultures who never get seen and then be like, but nobody's here on the podcast from that culture. Yeah, listen to me and the white person talk about Black people. Right? No, because... Right? Because I would love to cover A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I would love to cover that because I've never seen it and I want to see it. And I think it belongs in the podcast because it's all the things I love. But also, I, I feel like we have to have a guest <laughs> who could speak more so about how representation is like screwing over that particular demographic. Because I know how I feel when people talk about how Black people get screwed over and it's a bunch of white people um, <laughs> who are saying these things. And I'm like, hi, do you, do you know any of us? I'm here. <laughs> no, for real. So yeah, continue to send us uh, recommendations and we'll put them on our list of possibilities, which, which is forever long right now. But we're going to tackle a whole bunch on this season. So we're really excited. So much with so many guests. Dear sweet mother O'Pearl. Oh. Start knocking some movies out of that list. Kapow. Right? Just be like, you don't get your sequel. And you don't get your sequel. Nobody gets a sequel. Um, um yeah. Here's the other thing. It will probably we will probably cover these movies, but it will take us a while to get through like the entire Friday the 13th franchise. There are so many of those movies. Y'all give us some time. We will cover them. We will cover them slowly. <laughs> yeah. We started franchises, um, of quite a few franchises last season because we started Halloween. We started Nightmare on Elm Street. And we were like, this is a lot. 
And <laughs> it's a lot, a lot, especially because we give each movie an episode. And right. so like off the bat, we lost almost half our season to like franchises. <laughs> yeah, so if we do like... Uh, like if we do Final Destination one, which we probably won't do because we've learned things now. But um, she racist. <laughs> I hope she's learned her lesson. I probably not. I uh, she learns a lot of lessons while she's unemployed. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, we might do. We'll probably start with Final Destination three, but then like it might take us until the next season to do number four. Just give us some time. Give us some grace and some patience. <laughs> Make sure you send us recommendations. We love to kind of cover and and there's some movies y'all recommend that i've never heard of before i'm like oh that looks good we saw well i saw so many movies i never saw last season and it was awesome um those ended up being some of my favorite movies because i was like they do this is this what happens oh my god this is terrifying (laughs) yes same 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 all right is that about it sheree that's all we got all right well that was short sweet to the point make sure you stay up with us we're going to be um dropping episodes Probably every Monday. If something happens, we'll let y'all know. You know us. Sometimes we get a little crazy. <laughs> Don't we, though? <laughs> so, Sheree, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're doing Bad Hair with Miss Kenya and Um, And that's going to kick off our month of celebrating Black creators that are not Jordan Peele. Because we fell into that trap last season where all the money went back to Jordan somehow, some way, even if he wasn't writing it. And I was like, damn it. We love you, Jordan, but we're, 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 we're spreading the love. We do. I want people to walk away from this podcast knowing Jordan Phil is not the only living Black person making horror movies. Um, <laughs> if you learn nothing else, <laughs> he's not the only one. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> February is going to be films created by Black folk who are not Jordan Peele. I'm not going to deep dive of all the producers, so I don't know how much of the money he still got for some of them. Most of them were before he was like a thing, so hopefully. Maybe Baby Jordan was picking it up, though. He was like, Mom, <laughs> you don't know this, <laughs> but this is my money. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with bad hair. And all right, everyone, make sure you stay fierce out there. <laughs> Bye.